From Seoul, Korea, KBS World Radio News Today starts right now. On today's broadcast, South Korea will face off against a formidable Brazil in its first elimination round match at the World Cup in 12 years. President Yoon Suk-yeol holds a summit with Vietnamese President Nguyen Xuân Phuc to mark the 30th anniversary of Seoul-Hanoi ties this year. And the government conducts an on-site inspection to confirm whether striking truckers are complying with the state order to return to work. This is KBS World Radio News. I'm Tom McCarthy. South Korea will face five-time World Cup winners Brazil in the round of 16 of the 2022 Qatar World Cup on Tuesday Korea time. The make-or-break match between Group H runner-up South Korea and Brazil, the Group G winner and odds-on favorite to win the quadrennial event, will be held at 974 Stadium in Rasabu Abud, Doha, at 4 a.m. Tuesday. Ranked 28th, Korea has beaten the South American powerhouse only once in their past seven showdowns, while losing the other six. Team Korea fell by three or more goals in the last two matchups under current coach Paulo Bento, including a 5-1 thrashing in Seoul in June. To reach the knockout stage, Korea overcame improbable odds with a 2-1 win over ninth-ranked Portugal and help from a 2-0 victory for Uruguay over Ghana that sent both teams home. Korea's campaign started with a scoreless draw against Uruguay, followed by a 3-2 loss to Ghana. If Korea is able to defy the odds once again, it will be only the second time the team has progressed to the World Cup quarterfinals following the 2002 South Korea-Japan World Cup, where they finished fourth. Korea was knocked out in the round of 16 in the 2010 South Africa World Cup. President Yoon suk yeol met with Vietnamese President Nguyen Son Phuc on Monday. The summit convened at the presidential office on Monday afternoon. According to the top office, they were expected to discuss measures to further develop the Seoul-Hanoi ties, which mark their 30th anniversary this year. President Phuc arrived in South Korea on Sunday for a three-day visit becoming the first foreign leader to make a state visit to the nation since President Yoon took office in May. During the summit, the two leaders were expected to discuss cooperation on a wide array of areas, including politics, security, and the economy, as well as regional and international issues. As the unionized truckers' strike calling for improved working conditions continued into its 12th day, the government began confirming whether the truckers had begun to comply with a state order requiring them to return to work. The union, meanwhile, sought a review of the government order by the country's human rights watchdog. Richard Larkin reports. The Ministry of Land, Infrastructure and Transport began an on-site inspection on Monday regarding the compliance by unionized truckers with a state order to return to work as their strike entered the 12th day. The ministry's inspection centers on hundreds of truckers in the cement industry, whose deadline to resume working has passed following the issuance of return-to-work orders last Tuesday. Their licenses, however, will not likely be revoked immediately as they will first be granted an opportunity to explain their actions. As unionized construction workers launched a separate strike in support of the truckers, also on Monday, Transport Minister Won Hee-ryong inspected an apartment complex site in the southeastern port city of Busan, where construction had been suspended. Accusing the trucker union leadership of intentionally trying to halt operations at construction sites as more drivers complied with the return-to-work order over the weekend, 
the minister said the government will eradicate illegal acts. The Fair Trade Commission also reattempted its on-site investigation of the Cargo Truckers Solidarity's office in Western Seoul for alleged violations of the antitrust law, three days after a first attempt failed in the face of resistance by union members. Meanwhile, the Korean Public Service and Transport Workers Union, which includes the Cargo Truckers Solidarity, requested that the National Human Rights Commission review the state order, claiming it infringed upon the truckers' basic rights. Richard Larkin, KBS World Radio News. President Yoon Suk-yeol has instructed officials to prepare to immediately extend a return-to-work order for striking cargo truck drivers in other industries such as oil and steel. Yoon made the instruction during a meeting with related ministers on Sunday, saying the truckers' walkout in those fields are feared to cause additional damage to the economy. The president's instruction came days after a government order was invoked for cement truckers to immediately return to work. Meanwhile, the International Labor Organization has requested the South Korean government to explain its stance behind the recent return-to-work order for striking cement truck drivers. According to the Korean Confederation of Trade Unions and the Labor Ministry on Sunday, the ILO recently sent a written request to the ministry calling for Seoul's opinion on the matter. A Seoul court will decide as early as Monday whether to issue arrest warrants for four senior police officers suspected of failing to properly respond to the deadly Itaewon crowd crush. The Seoul Western District Court began deliberations at 2 p.m. on Monday on arrest warrant requests made by a special police unit one month after its creation to investigate the fatal crowd surge that killed 158 people. Last Thursday, the team requested the warrants for EMJ, head of the Yongsan police station in charge of the Itaewon area, Song Byung-ju, the station's emergency monitoring officer, and Park Sung-min and Kim Jin-ho, the station's senior intelligence officer and his subordinate at the time of the October 29th tragedy. He is suspected of failing to take preventive measures despite anticipation of large crowds in Itaewon on Halloween weekend. He has been booked on charges of professional negligence resulting in death. Song faces allegations of failing to take appropriate safety measures for the incident despite 112 calls warning of possible overcrowding in Itaewon. As for Pak and Kim, investigators suspect that they ordered the deletion of reports written before the fateful weekend outlining possible safety concerns during the Halloween period after the tragedy occurred. Marking his 100th day in office on Monday, Main opposition Democratic Party leader Lee Jae-myung slammed the Yoon Suk-yeol administration for neglecting the people's livelihoods while being preoccupied with destroying the opposition. Forgoing the usual press conference for party chiefs to mark the day, he said at a DP Supreme Council meeting that the public will not tolerate any abuse of the authority it bestowed upon the Yoon Suk-yeol government, seemingly criticizing the prosecution's investigations targeting opposition figures, including himself. The DP chief, however, did not specifically mention or express regret regarding the arrest of his close aides on allegations of corruption and violations of the political funds law. The ruling People Power Party, for its part, assessed the DP is in the midst of the biggest crisis it has ever faced as it continues to exacerbate political discord to protect its leader from multiple accusations of corruption. The ruling and opposition camps are meeting for a second day on Monday as they seek to negotiate the passage of next year's budget plan after missing last Friday's deadline. The ruling People Power Party and the main opposition Democratic Party continued their talks attended by their chief policymakers and senior members of the National Assembly Special Committee on Budget and Accounts. The meeting comes a day after the two party senior members of the Special Budget Committee said their parties had agreed to reduce next year's budget plan by nearly 1.2 trillion won from the government's 639 trillion won plan. 
The nation's chief advisor on infectious diseases has warned that prematurely lifting the indoor mask mandate could be fatal for high-risk groups. At a regular press briefing on Monday, Jung Kisuk said no one would tolerate the upsurge in serious cases or deaths that would surely result from lifting the indoor mandate amid an uptick in COVID-19 cases. Asking who would take responsibility, the chief advisor said the matter should be carefully addressed, noting that the current rise in seasonal influenza cases further supports the case against lifting the mandate. He said the vaccination rate with bivalent boosters should increase to 50% among senior citizens aged 60 and older, and over 60% among patients and workers at high-risk facilities before there is any discussion on lifting the mandate. Earlier, the municipal governments of Daejeon and South Chungcheong province had independently suggested lifting mask-wearing requirements. The benchmark Korea Composite Stock Price Index fell 15.01 points, or 0.62% on Monday, ending the day at 2,419.32. And that's the news from KBS World Radio's News Center in Seoul. I'm Tom McCarthy. You can also catch our news from our website at world.kbs.co.kr.